SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest. Welcome to SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. This series of podcast shows is titled, Wake My Voice, Self-Expression as Medicine. This month, we explore and dive deep in the world of self-expression. And for me, that means going beyond seeing our voice as just the words that come out of our mouths and seeing the big picture, expression of one's own aliveness, personality, feelings, ideas through speech and body language and the arts. This month, you're in for a treat as I bring in authors, healers, and shamans to speak to us of the necessity of self-expression in bringing forth what's inside you out and heal and be well. Today, I'm so thrilled to have Anne Beribé on our show, and I just want to give you a little background on her before we begin. At the age of 23, Anne Beribé's life was interrupted by a near-fatal car accident and a mystical experience. Trapped in the car, unable to breathe, she had a vision that forever realigned her life's trajectory. Even after this dramatic experience, there was still much work to be done. Subsequent years were marked by chronic pain, emotional distress, and malaise. Her journey of introspection and personal transformation would lead to profound insights around self-healing, happiness, and inner peace. Now, living her purpose every day, Anne is a powerful teacher with an uncommon ability to share her story and insights in a way that awakens the inner wisdoms in others. Her accident ignited a passion for sharing her experience and knowledge And she has made it her life's purpose to help individuals remember the happiness within them. A lifelong seeker of wisdom, her hunger for learning has led to achieve much formal education, including a bachelor in education and a PhD in comparative French and a Francophone literature. Anne's book, Be, Feel, Think, Do, a memoir, was published by Hay House in May 2017, and is also our SheQuest book club pick of December. She feels to me like a sister from another mother, and we often laugh and say that we are each other's author ego. It's so, so dear. I'm so, so happy to have her on the show. And hi. Oh, Estelle, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Oh, I'm so happy too. Um, here at SheQuest, I always start with, the same kind of ritual question. I want to know what makes you feel alive today. (laughs) (laughs) This, this makes me feel alive. Oh, but it's true. Having deep, meaningful conversations is what brings me so much joy and meaning and freedom really to be able to um, connect with people like you and to with your audience um, and you know with the, the people that I see in the workshops and um, online I just I wake up every morning Estelle and I ask myself after I've brought in this like awareness of love and divine 
divine energy within myself, I ask myself, how can I love them today? And so to be able to do this is really what brings me the most meaning and the most joy. Mm, I think so too. And that's partly why, and I know you have a podcast too, but like that was one of my intention for this um, platform was that I feel we're so hungry for these conversations. I feel we're like star, just starved, you know, and uh, we're just, we need like the, like juicy. There's like more to life than like w- the weather outside and my Tim Martin's muffin. I don't know. <laughs> I know. And imagine if we asked each other, like if we ran into each other at Starbucks and said, how's your belly today? Like how, what's going on in your heart this morning? Like if we could just have our conversations be like that, I think there'd be a bit of an acceleration, um, you know, and I, it's, it's, it's nobody's fault. It's just so modeled everywhere. We grew up with this surface way of being to protect ourselves. I, I, I think so. Oh my goodness, I'm having full body shivers and we're not into like five minutes of our conversation. I just love connecting with you so much. Um, so I'm having you on the show. Um, there's a, there's like three topics I want us to touch. The first is really this idea of self-expression as medicine. And then there's another part and it's a, it's a word I found actually on your website that described the happy session, which I've witnessed. I've been to not the complete weekend there, but I've been to an afternoon. Um, and it's the word soul realization. Mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> word. I found it. I might steal that. <laughs> um, and the last is, of course, your book, which I've highlighted some of the, I mean, the whole thing for me is kind of just like a whole highlight fest. <laughs> but, uh, but I've highlighted some of the, uh, just a, a passage that I love so much around just feeling. And I think that will hopefully just circle back to this idea of of debunking like self-expression and finding our voice um you know as uh, as women but um but before that and of course I kind of mentioned a bit on our, on your bio but um at SheQuest we have something we call my she story so just to start us off take us back to the beginning uh tell us about yourself where were you born and like your story professionally and personally like your upbringing and where you got when where you know how you got where you got today I know it's loaded but just t- take us back a little yeah it's a long story but let's um let's I'm going to try to keep it for the purpose of self-expression because I think it is yes. really powerful um so I was born in Bécomo, Quebec so I'm francophone was raised in French so here's the voice again right raised in French But learned English when I was five, when my mother took me to New Brunswick for a year. But here's the catch. is She took me away to New Brunswick to learn English, kindergarten, but my dad stayed back. So at five, I couldn't find him. And the, you know, the masculine energy is so important in the self-expression. Like once we find this mother inside ourselves and we really deepen our sense of safety with the self-love and the radical soul love, it's the masculine energy, it's the father energy that is needed to express ourselves outwardly and to be seen publicly. So when I think back of missing that energy at that, that age that was pretty formative, 
when it comes to expressing myself. Um, and that's not in the book. Like this is kind of a new awareness in the past year of, of, um, of that ability to express myself and to show this fire that I had um, kind of started to get a little suppressed at that age. Um, just this feeling that I didn't have my cheerleader. I didn't have my, my advocate. I didn't have that, that man that would take my side, that would protect me um, during that time. And so, um, so many points along the way, I can look back and see, wow, I was slowly extinguishing my fire and my, and with that went my ability to put sound to it, to express myself with it. Um, I can think of, you know, um, writing a paper in high school and, um, really coming from a place of heart and soul, like knowing that this was my truth and coming home with a, with a D, you know, like a, a really bad grade and my mom saying, well, you know what you need to do to, to get a good grade. Um, you need to just give them what they want. You know what they want. And it's, I mean, it's crushing to think about that that's kind of how a lot of us, you know, that's how, what was modeled is if you want to be successful, you kind of got to get along with the program and the program is really outdated. The program does not work for what we know now about how the body and the soul and the mind all work together. What we know now, the program is outdated. And so you know, if, if I think about as a woman, a young woman going out into the world, and especially like with men and, and, and in my kind of early 20s, just not knowing what I wanted, who I was, and, 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 and thinking and, and feeling really that who I presented myself to be had to be appropriate and had to be uh, for them, not for me. And, um, you know, the car accident was a big turning point, like you mentioned in the, in the intro. But, you know, a lot of us have these turning points and it's not like, you know, you need to change your ways, but it's not like your life is completely different. And so for me, it's been a 17 year journey and it's still going of rewiring my my body, my cells, my nervous system, especially everything around my throat, my mouth, my uh, voice chakra, to be able to sound this incredible fire, wisdom, light that I came with and that every single one of us came with. Um, and it's been... I, it's been the best journey. It's been the, the, to commit to that journey has been the best decision of my life. At the time, I don't think I would have said that because it felt so scary to leave, um, you know, the known behind, but man, has it ever opened up um, so much, so much for me. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you can retrace it back to like five years old, these like moments where like these like mini I have like this word like oppression you know yeah. it's like oppression and like even uh because I I read a post it's just so beautiful what you wrote uh it was about that the uh voice and 
and leading from five years old to, you know, being a young woman and like not even knowing you're oppressed, you know, (laughs) not knowing you're oppressed. And like, and then now you look back and you're like, oh my goodness, like I, I had no ground, which I stood on, like I was completely hijacked, you know, mm-hmm. things I did or like that, it, that I didn't want to do that. I, why did I do that? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, cause I know when I do, uh, like voice work and around my throat and stuff, uh, I, I too, I'm brought back with, because I too, I learned English when I was like 13 mm-hmm. years old. And that, that moment was very definitive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also almost like a, I'm grieving of things I could have said of like, do you, do you have that experience as well? Like almost this lost time um, around? I do. I absolutely do feel that I have this, um, yeah, this um, sadness about what could have been if I had not lost my voice. And I think that that's completely a natural feeling. And then and then I'll, I'll have these insights and these moments of really strong power and, and, and knowing that it was actually quite intelligent. And I can't, I can understand that intellectually, but I have to really feel that it was intelligent, that my power in this lifetime comes from me losing my voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just love... Um, I have a little story around that, but can you tell the story about your husband when he wanted to go to the snowboard shop? <laughs> I know it's a silly story, but it's such a great, like a reclaim, yes. like it's the small reclaim that really matter, you know? Yes. And, and again, like this, not knowing that there is an oppression going on because it is, it's been like that forever. So we don't even notice that this is just how things are. So I was having lunch with my husband and um, he was eating pretty quickly. Um, and then he finished before me and I was taking my time and I was enjoying my salad. And he said, well, you know, I need to get to work. Um, do you think that you could speed up a bit? <laughs> And I was like, well, I, I kind of, you know, wanted to take my time. And, and he said, well, I, I do have to get back to work. I said, okay, fine. I'll just take it to go and I'll finish it, uh, you know, in my office. <laughs> and so we, we get in the car and we're driving. And then he says, um, he says, Anna, do you mind if we just stop, like, by the snowboard shop for a couple minutes? I just want to look at a, at a board. And my, my whole body, like, I could feel the fire, like, this anger, this probably a disproportionate rage come up like fill up my whole body and go like oh my goodness no we can't you just rushed me and I need like I really wanted to enjoy that lunch with you and just take my time and he says oh well whoa like you're you're okay wow you're (laughs) today and I was like I am not spicy I am clear and I, I just like I felt like a child talking, like almost like there was this shakiness and this vulnerability. And I, it was so clear to me that I needed to reclaim this what had been called spicy or bossy or moody. I had to reclaim it as no, I'm freaking clear in this moment. Like I know this is this is not this is not okay. And there's a line in the sand that's been crossed. And it's so, 
you know, I'm, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. It's the kind of conversations we have with our spouses, absolutely, you know, all the time. It's this dance, you know, this this run across the line. But to me, that day was pretty, it was just kind of telling of how it's been and how I was unwilling to keep it that way. Oh, I just, I remember when I first heard that story, I just, um, it's such a, like, a, it's not even, tr- like, it's so little that it's like, it it touched me so much. And I, I thought the whole audience could really just really get it. And I think it's those moments where we could let them go and think they're not important and they are important. And when you said no, you weren't just saying no with your throat. You were saying no with your entire body, you know, exactly. exactly. And to know how that feels, you know, so that you may like, it's almost a, a muscle, you know, you're, you're, you know, it and it's important to know, like it was shaky in me, even though my husband's not a scary person, he was <laughs> not yelling at me. Like it was, a very normal conversation, but it was shaking me to sound that fire out. And I think that's really important for people to, to recognize that when it feels shaky, it doesn't mean that it's not correct. It just means that that muscle you're talking about Estelle, hasn't been um, worked. It hasn't been used in a while. So stay with the shakiness, stay right there on that edge and stand in your own two feet and see what happens if you put sound to that shakiness. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, I just love it. Um, and sometimes we talk a lot of, I know a lot of um, women I coach, like um, one of the best ways to start this practice is like in a restaurant when you don't get what you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. How many times have you gotten something and you just ate? Like that's happened to me like countless of times. And when I started, like the first time I said like something was wrong with my meal, my meal, like I was a little shaking. I started blushing. Like no, I, I felt I had like hives. Um, and to just be like, no, like I have a right to like express myself, and it's silly. And you think it's like, oh no, like you don't want to be inconvenient. You don't want to be like you know, quote unquote, that bitch, like at the restaurant, it's like difficult, like, you know, all these like kind of shaming thing around, you know, being difficult as women, you know? Yeah. But it's like, no, actually, like, it's not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that you brought up that, that example, because my husband used to own a fine dining restaurant. So yes. And for him service and food, it's all very sacred. So when I start to say what's not going right, he like, he's like, and like, (laughs) like, like, so it's really interesting what, what, you know, what we attract, like that energy. So even if I will say like, no, this, you know, this is not going well, or this is not okay. Like you like, let them do their job. And like, (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's funny because we attract that, like we attract exactly what we need to be, to be pushed. Yes, absolutely. So uh, I want to know, so if we went back, like, when did you think you started awakening, like your self-expression? And I love how you're so good at like, 
basically like what you were missing when you were five years old. Cause like, you know, it's, it's paradoxical cause you're a speaker now that that's like your job. <laughs> well, isn't that interesting, right? Because it was my greatest learning. It was to step into that fear that I felt about expressing my truth. Like the eight years that it took me to get this book published um, and to write it and to get it published, the whole work of it was about trusting the sound of my own voice, the sound of my own fire. And it was not an overnight thing. Like it was trusting and then completely be terrified, putting it back on the back burner for months, sometimes a couple of years. Like it's just this dance that I did, but eventually I, it tipped into the, you know, more on the side of, I have to do this because when I stop doing it, there's an impulse inside of me in my belly that tells me you have to get back to it. And I just, I know that this would be my greatest regret. My mm. 95th birthday, it would be my greatest regret if I knew I had this impulse inside of me and I didn't listen to it. And, and so Basically, the book is the result of listening to that, but it's the dance. It's really been a dance um, of uh, trusting and doubting and trusting and doubting. And then, and then having the realization and the confirmation that it was, it was right, that my belly was right, that my belly, my body never lies. And I woke up to my body, it was 2006, my son was one year old, and I talk about this in the book, where I'd been living more from my intellect until that day, when I was in a group called Women in Leadership, and the teacher was just so, uh, she was so tuned in, and she was so provocative and accelerating with her words and the way she approached the subject that my whole body had this reaction of hey that's enough let's let's stop holding back all the emotions you've been holding back for 27 years let's free yourself um please come home to your heart um and deepen your breath deepen your breath girl you have not been breathing for so long and that day in that course like everything shifted for me I understood how I could possibly maintain or or come back to a place uh, to that to that feeling I had in the car accident of, of complete freedom inside myself I, I understood that my body was the gateway that the cells in my body carried my past but also carried my future that it was not an intellectual venture um, which which is kind of how I, I had been living. So that 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 was a big awakening moment. Um, <clears throat> and then since then, it's been about making that my priority, um, waking up every morning and uh, living from that, from that deep embodied um, place, following the impulse, which is my fire in the body, and then speaking when it... Um, when it tells me to, like there's a, there's a real coherence and a, and a resonance now between um, my soul as it moves through the cells of my body and then the sound that comes out of my mouth. And that wasn't always the case. 
and what I'm I'm hearing from what you're saying, like the story is just so just so moving. Um, I can like feel it. From, you know, you speak this from your cells and from your bones. Um, would you agree that really finding your voice is you know, uh, being able to listen to yourself, really. Like, I always say you can't find your voice if you can't hear your voice. No, exactly. Absolutely. And and it is a listening in a very different way than we were taught. So it is a muscle to, 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 um, to practice and to work. Um, because the way that soul and, and, and energy communicates through the body is, is abstract. Um, it's through sensations, colors. It's through uh, feelings, um, images. It's very different than, than our intellect talking to us. We can, we can decide on what voice we want, but that's an intellectual venture, and that's only going to take us so far it doesn't have roots it doesn't have legs it's not sustainable it's like in um a star is born you know when i love that um, movie Jack- oh my god i love that movie it's so good yeah like i want i just thought i was her like i was listening to him talk to her like i was i was her like it was so so powerful but when he when he said to her, like at the on the rooftop, looking at the billboard, and he said, "If you don't reach into your effing soul, you will not have legs." Like people want to hear what you have to say, but it has to come from that place of authenticity. And to me, that is that's vulnerability because you're going to show up as who you really are, and that's the shakiness in the voice. But man, that has roots and has legs like it will take you it will be the journey for the rest of your life and maybe for multiple lifetimes after that because it is what you're meant to do it's so connected um I think that there's this decision that needs to happen in our lives at some point where we say I am going to trust that more than I'm going to trust my my ego my intellect my what I already know yeah oh such a good movie i agree even the part even the part when he says um like he's in the bar it's at the beginning and he's like everybody in this you know in this room is talent you know um i love that because that's such like i think self-expression in itself like people would say i have nothing to say like you know and it's like no everybody has something to say it's like the matter where you will say it, we, we all differ. We have all have a different expression of soul, you know? Yeah, it just, I love that. And I want, so uh, two things, I'm kind of going all over the place here, but um, I'm, I'm curious to know, because you, you have so many, um, pe- uh, I think people that follow you that speak both French and English. So, so do I. And when you were telling your story, like my story around voice is the same, where like I start, I learned English when I was 13. And consequently, it's the year that I started painting, like, ferociously. And I always see it as I felt I didn't have the words to express myself. So everything went in my art, you know? And it was, like, really, uh, that year was really, like, instrumental for me because that created, like, a pattern. Like, anytime I didn't have voice for anything, I would just take my paintings type of thing Um, because I didn't, you know, really could speak English until then like do you see that as a pattern with people that have two languages or is just like a fluke or what would you say to that 
Oh, 100%. So when I was five, like I, I, you know, I learned English, but then I came back and I was raised in French. So all of my baggage is in French. (laughs) So at 20, I left Montreal and I ran from Quebec, forget Quebec, the province. Like I ran away, like really far away from all this baggage and English became a shield. English became this protection because in English I could be detached from from my stuff. It was easier to to start over in a different language because it had a different vibration and it didn't have that same edge. So when I started doing the deep healing work when I was 27, uh, 28, one day my teacher said to me, she said, Anne, I think you're going to have to do the next exercise in French. And when she said that, like, I got angry. I thought, I was like, I, I left that behind. Like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like, that's how much stuff I had in my body. And she said, but Anne, it's wired in your birth language. Your past is wired in the cells of your body, in your nervous system, in the language that you were raised in. And I knew in that moment she was really right. But man, like I was so annoyed and it was so intense inside my body. So she paired me up with this woman. Her name is Cillian and she's my closest friend today. Um, This woman was helping her actually at the time. And um, we sat in front of each other. And then the, the question, it was so simple. We didn't have to answer. We just had to let our body react to the question. And the question in English is, is what's wrong? What's wrong? But Celine said to me, Ma belle Anne, qu'est-ce qu'il y a? Oh my God. I still feel it as I'm telling you this right now. Like my, my body just cracked open and wept. Like when was the last time I heard Ma belle, qu'est-ce qu'il va pas? Like, I don't remember. First of all, I never really heard that from my family members in French. And then I was, I had a husband who was completely Anglophone, didn't speak a word of French. My kids were also Anglophone. They were very young at the time, actually. My son was only one years old. Um, But, um, and then my friends were all English. So that was powerful for me. And that's why in the book, when I talk about the day that my mom asked me to stop calling her mama, but calling her Denise when I was five years old as well, was a big turning point because mama, as it comes out of my mouth, has vulnerability, has safety to it, it has tenderness, it has softness to it. And in that moment, she just she was too annoyed, like it was too much for her to hear that word, mama, 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 mama. Yeah, she was annoyed. Like she said, "Tana for it," and uh, so then I used the word Denise to talk to her, which is the word that everybody uses. So there's nothing special about my relationship anymore. Do you know what I mean? So when I did the healing around the word "mama," I could barely get it out of my mouth. Estelle, like I was trying to say it, imagining my mom in front of me saying it to her. And it was like barbed wire in my throat. It was so, 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 so painful. So 100%, like, if your birth language is different than the language you use to do your healing work, 
I would highly recommend that you find a healer that speaks um, your birth language or that you do an exercise where you actually allow yourself to speak out loud. And that's one of the chapters in my book. I speak out loud to the person in my birth language to allow my body to rewire. But the person doesn't have to be there. Just so you know, you, you just have to sound it out what you would have wanted to say, but never was said. And it will literally rewire your throat, your lips, your jaw, your ability to speak your truth and your fire. Oh, there's so much truth there. And we we live such a parallel life. And <laughs> I'm the same. I like as soon as it could ran away the, the farthest from Quebec. <laughs> uh, I know I did. It. And it's funny. Um, like when I when I go back, like uh, I know I'll go back two times a year, maybe. It like sometimes I sit and I'll be in a cafe or something, and it annoys me. Like the French, I just think they sound so. Ah, uh, I just like, and I know it's like all my shit like coming up. You know, it's like it's like the almost that disconnection, like some that it's so removed. Sometimes like I don't have to deal with it, and like and I try to journal yeah. in French and. Um, Like, I think I have, I'm sure I have a past life in France because going to France has been like really healing for me, but that's almost yeah. like way back. It feels like it, like, um, so I totally agree. Like there's, whenever I'm annoyed about something, I feel ugh, just, there's, I know there's, there, there's something, there's something there, you know, and it just struck, struck a chord, you know, how can I be annoyed by my own like mother tongue, you know? Yeah, I can see it. I know it. Like it's so, and I feel like the more that I deal with it, the like every time I go back to Montreal, like it, I just, I'm like, there's a little more of a feeling of, wow, it's beautiful. Like this is this is new. Like this is new. I'm like, oh, I, I know. It. I do the same. I like miss it so much. Like there's like a, a like there's a big exile. So it's so weird that it's like at the same time as I'm like, oh, I can finally like relax you know it's like I, it's like very free it feels very free and then there's another side where I, I feel they all sound like tattoo you know and then it's like my own thing you know it's like a, the mirror my mirror it's ah oh, yeah. yeah yeah I get it. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so <laughs> glad we touch on this language piece because it's so symbolic in a way you know it's so 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 symbolic so so important I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about this word, a soul realization that I really um, happily found on your website. But what, why is it so important to you to teach that? There's a big, I mean, there's a big voice component. I know you make your people like, um, you know, uh, journal a lot in your workshop, like the work that you do and lots of dialogue as mm -hmm. well. And, um, you know, soul inquiry, but in a nutshell, like why, Like, what's that word for you, soul realization? Hmm. I think that it, we are all born with that incredible desire to realize, to manifest, to create our soul. Um, and the word comes from self-realization, which is kind of, you know, Maslow, not Maslow, but... Oh, yeah, I, I think it's Maslow. Right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. That is, that is it. Um, and it's the 
the desire to realize who you really are. And if we bring it into the spiritual perspective, is who we really are. We carry that unique signature in the soul that we brought into this body for this lifetime. And it is an impulse, a desire inside, a calling inside the body. And everybody has it. If you have breath, you have desire to manifest your soul and it will look differently for different people. 100%. It's not the same. We don't have the same reason for coming here, but we all have this access to this impulse. And so again, it's like Bronnie Ware, regret-free living. Like what is it going to be at the end of your life? The regrets that you have, because she spent a lot of time with people on their deathbeds and those were the regrets. One of the biggest one is I did not live from that place that I knew, I knew I wanted to live from. I didn't follow that impulse, that meaningful impulse inside myself. So that's what that means for me. So for me, it changed everything for me. So that's why I want to share it with everybody. I just, I love that. Hey there. Interrupting this incredibly heart-opening episode to let you know about my new art channel. If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included in the membership sisterhood community. Yay. More than eight 21 days of mindful art classes and curated topics for each class, such as 21 days of birds and butterfly, 21 days of love and loss, 21 days of women and power, and so on. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the art channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEART, that's S-H-E-A-R-T, all big letters, to get one month free. And tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home art practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January. But until then, enjoy my art channel and say yes to creative living, yes to showing up, and yes to connection. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. So much. And uh, I, I don't mean this to be a trick question, but let's say somebody like hadn't read your book or even like wasn't in the world mm -hmm. that we, <laughs> we, we got both, like we got to <laughs> operate from. Like what would be, let's yeah. say, like the first... Um, hands-on way let's say we could start building a relationship with our soul kind of nudge at it a little bit or even like and for the purpose of our conversation like you know with our own self-expression what, what would you recommend well I think everybody can relate to having their heart crack open because something is so moving. So it could be when you look in your child's eyes or you watch a sunrise and it just takes your breath away. Or you're in your car and there's a song that comes on and you start to sing and there's just tears going down your cheeks. And it's not for no particular reason. You're just moved. And the energy... The impersonal divine energy like that grows my fingernails. It's the same energy that grows your fingernails. So on that, we can agree that it, we don't have to have a belief of God or an understanding of spirituality. We just have to agree that we are 
propelled by a life energy that we all share. And when that life energy moves through you, it informs you and it wants to be expressed. And so in that moment when you're in awe or you're in enchantment or incredible laughter, it's you feel your body come alive more than you've ever felt it before. In that moment, that's that same life energy that moves through you and me that is pushing through and is saying to you, you are this, you are this. And so Allowing yourself to take in those moments and know that the meaning that you attach to them is true, is, I would say, the beginning, the beginning of the journey, whatever. And it could have happened to you 20 years ago, and you're just remembering now how important that was, and you put it aside, and you didn't value it. Or it could just be right around the corner for you, where you are invited to come take part in an experience that is incredibly expansive. Give yourself that gift. And from that place, continue to follow the breadcrumbs of awe, of enchantment, of deep feeling. And you will start to learn the language that your life energy uses to communicate with follow you. the breadcrumbs <laughs> and who doesn't love bread come on <laughs> um, and uh and to not wait and i'm holding your book right now which by the way if you're listening to the podcast it's really a must uh i think i i read it in like a day <laughs> i was like traveling an entire day and it was just i just devoured it and as i said before the whole thing is highlighted but I want to touch on the, like, and I love how you, you just, you speak so eloquently and all the <laughs> moments sometimes, like, um, like this morning, my son was just, it was so, he was all dressed up. He was waiting for the bus and he was on the moon, you know, he was on the moon. And I just yeah. looked at him and I just, I didn't want to break because, you know, because usually in the morning it's like, chop, 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 let's go. And he was just so sweet. Yeah. And I, I just felt so grateful at that moment that here's my son and like he was healthy and these moments, they just open you up. You know, I could just cry just thinking about this moment, you know, it was, um, yeah. and if we can open yeah. ourselves to these moments, like more, it's like they're they're there and to not wait. And I just want to, I just want to uh, read something from your book. It says, "I want to say here that we don't need to wait until we are so numb to ask for help to begin the journey back home." <laughs> not wait. And just these um, pages that on. <laughs> it's page one twenty four. Okay, that's good. <laughs> good and like and too what came to mind when you were speaking was um a question I often ask the first question in most of my she quest like workshop is um what did you used to love when you were a kid like a a young girl and uh, oh my god the most awesome things come up like like hair in the wind biking you know I remember biking when you were a little girl and how like the freedom you felt or like calling somebody and saying, want to play? Like, I love yeah. that. Like, you called me, I want to play. And like, um, this remembering is a lot about exploring and about, like, it's so playful, you know, to develop mm-hmm. a relationship with your, like, self-expression. Um, and one of my favorite is like, remember how we used to lip sync? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes, so much. And like, I don't know about you, but like, I didn't know the words in English. So, <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, with the new kids on the block, like yes. we would do all songs in my basement. I get it. Yes, <gasps> and like just like giving her, you know, um, and it's like. When's the last time you lipstick? Like, when's the last time you were on your bike? Like, when's the last time you called somebody and said, want to play? Like, these are not, like, far-fetched things that, like, none of these things cost money. And they do take an effort. And and all those things are super vulnerable. But, man, like, they Uh open up, right? Like... Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I know I became serious really early on. And so when you talk about this, my memory is running down the hill so fast that you can feel the wind on your face and in your hair, and then you could fall at any moment, you know? It could it could happen any moment, but you're not going to fall. But you're going so fast; it's a little scary. And almost like to trust. Like for me, the wind is it's prana. The wind is your yeah. breath. You're made of wind. You're made of, and I I know I I I totally remember doing that too as a kid, and almost like you felt mm-hmm. supported by by the wind, you know. Yes, and so, jumping in the water actually. Me for me, it was jumping in the water like I could jump in the water all the time. I loved the fun, the feeling of just hitting the water and being in the water. You know, this connection we have with all the elements, really, you know, the element of the earth. earth. Like last year, I did a whole thing where I just laid on the earth Mm. and I put like flower. And that was so to be like, okay, okay, mama. Like, Mm. you know, like, I, I trust you and I'm I'm safe here and mm-hmm. and again the relationship with water mm-hmm. like a lot of people I didn't realize how many people are afraid of water no. like afraid of jumping in a lake or and how I mean we are made of water and our relationship with fire and I know that's something you talk a lot about like this relationship with our belly as yeah. women oh my yeah. goodness such yeah. a big one so uh, and for our voice too like um to let go of our belly to allow ourselves like uh and that's something i learned and i don't think you would need to be pregnant to learn that but i realized when i was pregnant how much i held my belly in and then i i had no choice i could not i couldn't hold it in anymore and that that but i really became in my power because i just gave away that that control you yeah. know that I had over my body exactly and when we sound ourselves like even when we're unsure and when, even when we're feeling insecure, but we put sound to the truth of our experience inside ourselves, we shape our reality as style. Like we literally shape our world. We create the reality of our lives when we speak our truth. It's, it's, and you know, you can hear this and, and say, oh yeah, that's interesting, but try it. Like when you feel something and you feel like hard done by or you feel like something is happening and, and, and it's coming up in you, but you think I can't possibly share that with my partner right now or I can't possibly say it. Like even let them know, like I'm not wanting you to find a solution for me right now. Like I just want to say this out loud because often our partners want to help us. They want to find a solution, but that's not what we need in the moment. We just want to hear ourselves out loud and be witnessed, which is what we're lacking from our childhood. and so. 
you'll be so surprised at how acceleration will happen in your healing if you can be witness more often than not and own your stuff like don't project onto other people but allow yourself to speak the truth of your experience you'll be surprised at how much it shapes your world I love that I love that um and so and I think we've covered that I was going to ask you like how can we start being feeling thinking and doing today but I think we've answered all these questions in our conversation um I want to um just kind of seal um, our chat here, talk kind of reverting more about you and a personal level, because I know what inspires me the most is knowing like um, other personal kind of tools for self-growth. Like what do you do on a daily basis that makes you feel alive and, and grounded and, and in your body? So would you mind sharing those with us? Like just right. favorite personal tools. Yes. So as soon as I am aware that I'm awake in the morning, I, so I'm still laying down and my eyes are probably still closed. Like I just realized, wow, I'm awake. I right away bring my attention to the center of my chest and I take a a few deep, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And I feel my inner world. I feel my inner energetic being. And I will often use the mantra, I am that. And to me, that mantra is powerful because it includes all the other mantras. But for someone who really, you know, love or joy or laughter is actually the igniter right now that actually allows them to fully feel who they are then I would recommend just use what works I am laughter and feel laughter move through your body allow yourself to just be in the presence of the animating principle inside yourself however that that looks for you so for me it looks like I am that I breathe in I am and I breathe out, I am that. And you're literally still in your bed. I you am still in my bed. And I, I, I will not let my thoughts come in and try to take over this sacred moment. It will, re- it will really direct the tone of my day if I allow myself to do this at least for five minutes. But I could do it for half an hour to an hour if I wanted to, if I have time. It really all depends on what time I wake up, but yeah. I don't wake up with an alarm anymore. Like I do not do that. So I just allow myself to wake. And because my kids are a little older, they, they do wake after me now, but they used to wake before me. So then I would just like, I know they were awake. So I would just do one minute, right? Whatever you can, but allow that to be, be and feel the very first thing you do every morning. So that's, that's my mantra. And do you have other like silver jewels that you do throughout the day or the morning? So I, I, I allow, like I live my life moment to moment from that place most of the time. So for me now it's like, I, I will catch myself um, being kind of misaligned, but the way that Mm -hmm. I, um, make sure that that stays that way is every time that I have a free moment so even if I'm in the car I'm at a stop sign or I'm brushing my teeth I go to the bathroom I go back to that space inside my heart to remind myself that this is where we live from this is it like this is where everything else you will do today will come from so um, 
I I find that the car is an easy one to do. Like you're at the you're at the red light and you just take those deep breaths, feel your heart, and just be present. Um, I need to move every single day. I absolutely need to move every single day. That allows my uh, energy to stay uh, grounded and to be uh, to feel free. To feel free, um, and um, I I you know I feed my body. <laughs> um the food that it likes like it, it it that's so important to me because my soul chose this body for this human adventure and in order for it to be in resonance with the soul it has to be fed what feels right to this body so that's been a journey as well so that's really 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 important amazing thank you for sharing that so much um so the last little bit they're kind of like fire questions um as kind of signature questions i've changed in a bit but um i think i know the answer of that one your favorite mantra would be i am death then i am death that I know us French with the H. Um, <laughs> uh, have a favorite flower? A daisy. It's my grandmother's favorite. It was my grandmother's favorite. Still is, I think. Yeah. Uh, favorite <laughs> movement practice? Um. So I like TRX. I know this sounds so jarring. <laughs> I like TRX and kickboxing. I'm earthy, Estelle. So I need, yeah. and like I need that. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love it. Um, how about a favorite book that you've read? Um, maybe we keep it to self-expression because we were into that today or about like. Yes. Um, actually, I'm going to say The Impersonal Ooh, Life. Write that down. <laughs> By Joseph Benner. What's the author? Joseph Benner. It's a life changer. Wow. <laughs> okay. Perfect. And how about a favorite podcast? <laughs> oh, you know, Dax Shepard. Oh, <laughs> He's Kristen Bell's husband, and I just like that it's different. And he will have Elizabeth Gilbert and Bernie Brown, but the questions he asks are so different that you see a different side of the of the person. I know. Um, I'm just kind of going off track here, but um, I know because I'm so in this world, like just soul and things very ethereal and um it's kind of sometimes mm-hmm. I just need like some trash tv <laughs> I just like I read a lot of fiction because I just need to like just you know ground myself back oh, like, do you find that I w- agree 100% and I realized that about myself recently and now I give myself permission because Grey's Anatomy and SVU are my favorite yeah. <laughs> I know I, I'm so I'm yeah I'm worse than you like I'll watch something like a teenage flick or something <laughs> yeah the podcast with uh, Dak Shepard it's called the armchair expert cool hey yeah. um and then a favorite show on Netflix you just said and what about um coffee tea or wine what's your favorite like beverage <laughs> Oh, it's bulletproof coffee. Ooh, love that. Love that. My, I go to bed at night dreaming. What? <laughs> I do I wait for my bulletproof coffee in the morning, but after I have a big glass of water uh, before, yeah. though. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> love it. Um, one last question, and it's a bit of a loaded one, but I know you can take it, Anne. 
Um, knowing what you know about the power of self-expression, what do you wish we, women knew about its magic? Oh, I, I want to say that you can trust yourself more than you think that you absolutely know the truth. You really do. And there's been so much um, conditioning around manipulating it, um, negotiating with it, compromising with it, that half-truth, smallness is the way to make it in this life. All that is BS. And I just, I, 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 my wish for you is that you trust yourself 100% more than you do today because there's so much room there that, that gives you access to even more more magic, more freedom. To me, the magic is in the inner freedom and in the incredible um, meaning that life takes on once I, once I remember that. So that would be my, my message. Uh, you're an inspiration. I have so much admiration for you, Anne Beribé. Thank you so much for being here with me and with all of us at Chiquas and beyond. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, when you were speaking those words, I wrote our next uh, Instagram post. It's going to be a little mem, and it says, smallness is BS. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Uh, lastly, where can we find you? How can we support you? Aww. Well, everything's on anneberube.com and I am on Facebook and I'm on Instagram mostly. So I love to interact with people. That's where people can find yeah, me. And I, um, I'm not doing any retreats in 2020. So I've been actually putting you in my newsletter. And so tell us about the happy session in March. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, the happy session is my signature program. I've been doing it for, you know, about eight years now and it's, um, we, we take two and a half days and we dive deep, deep into the soul and, uh, we don't leave any rocks unturned. So we, we allow ourselves to see what's been in the way so that we can reclaim that fire, that meaning, that soul that we came here to express. We do it through meditations, conversations, deep, deep, meaningful conversations. We do it through exercises, writing, and then we have beautiful guest speakers like you <laughs> that come and allow us to go deeper with that work, with your, your beautiful presence, your joy, and your movement. I often think that you are just the other elements of me. Like we are both mirrors of each other, but we're using different elements. And so it, it feels like a true sisterhood when uh when you come in and share your brilliance uh with us so i do hope that you can do that again and again and oh, again, yeah, <laughs> again. Well, it's, a, it's such a privilege i i feel i feel the same way I feel the same way thank you thank you thank you bisous and je t'aime bye je t'aime je t'aime je t'aime thank you estelle bye.